0: Latinos out loud podcast. Yo, 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 yo. Lights, camera, action. Yo, this is the Latinos out loud podcast. What up everybody? How are you? Settle. Settle everyone quiet on set. Now, you don't have to be quiet, but I do recommend you be quiet so you can hear everything that's about to be said on this show. Hi, I'm Rachel La Loca, your hostess with the Moses, and this is a very special episode. Okay, I know I say that every episode, I, I get it okay? I'm like a broken record at this point. But they're all so special to me. And I hope they're just as special to you, Eloeleros. We've got a lot of business to get to. There are two wonderful guests sitting to my left, your right. I'm going to introduce them in just a sec. Suspense. Hmm. Halloween. Oh. Suspense. Um, yeah, I'm feeling very bony. Here I am, sexy skeleton. Because, you know, I was going to do the sexy Betty Boo, but that shit is kind of played out or whatnot, so I did the sexy skeleton. Here we go. Yo, a lot of has been happening this week let me tell you okay first of all um shout out to the signal awards thank you so much signal awards for holding that amazing event on monday night at the bowery hotel in which don from this network shout out to don accompanied me and i scooped up my bronze trophy y'all for best comedy yes. oh my god it was so great um it just was a moment and I have to just bring this really like to life for a sec because the trophy's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'll quote fife dog again and again and again I'll never let a trophy tell me how nice I am okay it just doesn't but what really did tell me I'm nice is my five year old son came home with a drawing from arts and crafts two days ago and it was two stick figures and I love when he draws me as as a stick figure Um, but anyway so it was three (laughs) stick figures and um, one of them was holding something so I asked Benjamin I'm like describe this artwork to me and he said mommy that's Donovan me and you You holding your trophy. So, God, I'm not going to get emotional on the podcast. But, like, that tells me so much. That tells me that my son is proud of me. And he's using this to, like, get inspiration. And I hope that this equips him for the future to be proud of these moments and to work as hard, if not harder, than mommy uh, because it just it, it's so nice to celebrate the accolades. It's so nice to have that reflection moment to take you off the hamster wheel for just a moment and be like, oh, somebody is watching this. Somebody is enjoying it. So, thank you, Eloeleros. Thank you, everybody, for getting us that bronze trophy. It's been a collective. That's why the handle is We Are Latinos Out Loud, because it could be I am a Latina Out Loud or I am Latinos Out Loud, but I'm not. It's we, it's us, it's a collective. Thank you so much. The other note before I introduce these amazing people to my left is I got to shout out a fellow podcaster. Shout out to Jason Flom and his daughter because I got invited to this amazing event on Tuesday night in Soho for the new podcast, Erased. You must check out this podcast. Um, I'm going to just give you a rundown of who was there. It was a live reading of some of snippets of the episode. And Jason's daughter, Allison, wrote this. She's an NYU grad. She's about to blow up. I mean, she's so articulate and really just brought the story to life in her interpretations of each scene. She also instructed us on, like, you know, what to pay attention to. It was fantastic. So shout out to Allison Flom. She wrote this true, unbelievable story of the murder of Elma Sands, which took place a long time ago, right after George Washington died. And it was one of those trials that we didn't really hear a lot about, probably because she was a woman. And just when we think we don't have the rights that we need today in 2023, we really did not have rights back then. So she brings this to surface and it's fantastic. Um, Allison Williams was there, Tony Goldwyn, Barry Sheck, and, of course, Jason Flom. So check out that podcast. You know Jason Flom from one of the top-rated true crime podcasts, Wrongfully Convicted. If you don't know about that, you should probably check that out, too. Okay, so that's my laundry list. And now I get to introduce two amazing people in my life. Here with you right now to my direct left is Director... Chris Mercado is in the building, and to his left, you know him from Pesante's Picks, filmmaker Ramon Pesante. Hello, gentlemen.
1: Hey, what's up? Hello, Rachel. How are you? Good, good, chilling. Glad to be here, you know.
0: I'm so happy y'all here. So, like, this is a really fun, uh, you know, I would say, smorgasbord of people here. Hell yeah.
1: You know that's what I'm awesome.
0: saying? Filmmakers, yeah. creators. 100. I am so, I mean, let's just clap it up real quick for Christian Mercado here because oh, he is killing it.
1: You know, there's a
0: film. Ooh, that is so bad. <laughs> ah, put that's, your phone that, on that's silent. Hollywood
1: calling, like, you know, <laughs> to confirm it.
0: Give me one sec. Hollywood? Hi. <laughs> Sure, I'll yeah. call you back. Chris thanks. is definitely
1: killing it. It's huh? <laughs> <laughs> like double, t- double confirming. Yeah, it's
0: your publicist. <laughs> no, he's here and he was here on time. Okay, thanks. Call you back.
2: Oh, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, is I this emailed you. Like is that like an in, under uh, an no, old joke? Okay, not okay. at all because uh, I emailed you. Got like a history of being late. Okay, not at <laughs> all. <laughs> not
0: at all because okay. well, typically Latinos are, but this yeah. Latino is never. Okay, I have good. to say, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I would roll up to like. That one hour early every day on my film i mean that's that's yeah. the
2: commitment of a filmmaker right there you're the first Y'all one and that? the last person awake.
0: you're a cycle breaker
1: i like that it's good to go early t- I, That's a good tip for i think like especially a feature film like if you're like because it gets so hectic on set for a feature that like getting in an hour early ooh, makes a world of difference
0: oh um, well what would you do tell us like when you got you to can set. unwind
1: a little bit you're like you're in the space you're digesting what you're going to do that day a little bit before everyone starts bombarding you. Mm. So I would get breakfast, coffee, you know, and very mellow, like go through the space, be like, all right, where am I going to shoot today? What are we, what do we owe? Read the pages, remind myself of the intent of the day, you know? I love that. It helps. It's a big, you know, it's wild if you go in like on, time or whatever and then like you haven't had that time to process you know maybe you do it the night before too but i like doing it in the morning you know because at the night too i would still do that anyway but you know what i'm saying like it's just it, it it helped me sort of feel like prepared every day you know
0: i i really just i grabbed a takeaway from that because i think <laughs> whether you're rolling up to set or not yeah. you can show up early and understand the intent of the day Yeah, it helps. i love that
1: yeah it's a cool way to do it for me, at least it works. You know.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah.
0: Let's dive right in, you guys. The film is out. Your first feature.
1: My first debut feature. Oh
0: my god, G A H. Oh my god. If you were the last, is now on Peacock. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's what a peacock sounds like. I don't really know. They get, you know, they
0: have nice feathers, and but they have a shrill.
1: It's sure a that. shrill sort of sound, like. <laughs> uh, oh my God. but you know what they have majestic plumage they are the cockiest of the birds i do appreciate that about them <laughs>
2: i know they got to show they got to show off man they're the prettiest Yeah,
1: yeah. They have a, they have a,
2: you know that peter <laughs> griffin thing when he wants to show off at work
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly well let's show
1: off yeah, right now they're a confident bird yeah. show
0: off right now chris <laughs> show off tell us i mean this is a generic question to start off the no, conversation I, lo- I, love I love it i love it to hear about your experience you sort of told us about how it was rolling up to set but mm. working with anthony mackie zoe chow oh, yeah. how did you bring this script to life as a director on this film
1: um you know it was a great experience overall like i think making a feature film just making a film in general always feels like a happy place for me oh. like it's where i'm happiest on set or when i'm making something it's just like it just feels good you know for me at least and it was really great to work with um, such amazing actors, you know? Like, I was really blessed for my first feature film to have such a wonderful cast, you know? Like, they were so dedicated and brought so much, and I learned from them as well, you know, I think. I hope maybe they'll learn something from me. Who knows? Um, oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I mean, I definitely, like, um, I think we were all very vulnerable, Uh On that set, it was a very vulnerable set. I think we were just dealing with a lot of, like, you know, it's a fun film, but there's also, like, heavy emotions in it, you know? Totally. And so I think I had a sensitivity towards that. I think the artist, you know, this is my own opinion, my own take, but the artist is just someone who's, like, almost too sensitive for the world sometimes, Mm. you know? And they have to kind of digest that into... That that extra pain or extra feeling or extra joy or whatever it is that they feel, most people probably don't hit that. But then they they kind of um, interpret it somehow into something that becomes relatable to the other people, you know, that who may not express those feelings as much, you know. So yeah. can I piggyback off of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: there was a scene because uh, you struck a chord with that because there was a scene in the film when. Uh, her music got corrupted. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. spoiler, and spoiler. Oh shit. Oh, oh yeah, oh, try not to spoil. It's oh, okay though, because it was such a beautiful. Oh, it was an intense there was, okay. moment. Well, yeah.
1: no, I feel you though. Yeah, 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 and then
2: that was a reflection of what you just said. I think uh, yeah, yeah. it was just that how. Um, well, losing art, fans is yeah, crazy. humanity. Art is so important to our humanity.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know? I think the film investigates that a lot. Like you know, like the importance of art and survival and like feeling like a human I guess and like yo
0: the importance of Lionel Richie just saying you know he's <laughs> an important fact, <laughs> you know, another okay?
1: spoiler uh, uh, Lionel Richie sorry oh, yeah. I'm not spoiling yeah. too much just, but. just think yeah. Lionel look out for Lionel Richie i at, like a little I bet uh, hopefully people have seen it uh, well maybe hopefully some people haven't and then this podcast makes them curious enough to yeah. Be, like you yo must. we got it it came out
0: October 20th right yeah
1: October yeah. 20th yeah yeah that's uh, damn that's crazy to think about that's a day that'll live uh, deep in my life I think yeah mm.
2: I have I have a question. Um the aesthetic of the galaxy and the plane was very yeah. is a very intentional um paper mache yeah, yeah. vibe. Uh was that something that was included in the script or was that something mm-hmm. that you introduced as, as like the director?
1: I definitely leaned heavy on it. Like I was just like one of the first questions I asked myself about making like a movie that takes place in space was how do I make it interesting for myself or for the audience, you know, that, you know, you see space a lot. So, like, um, we're very educated on, like, what a space film looks like. So I kind of like the idea of trying to challenge that and try to bring something new to the table. So I kind of thought about it from the perspective of what the script is trying to accomplish, which is tell the story about, oh, these two people falling in love. So... I think all my decisions became sort of guided by this idea. Well, not just falling in love, but friendship, too, and, like, mm. the warmth of friendship and and trying to make the the space, the feeling of it, mm. tangible in the environment, you know, so that the environment is kind of a reflection of something, you know. Um, you know, you have to ask yourself, was the ship left that way or was it, like, imagined or was that something else? It was their fantasy, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean movies movies are magic you know i think people forget that sometimes that you know some of the best movies that we grew up watching or loved were so out there and whimsical like i don't know like back to the future has that delorean that is a time machine like imagine trying to pitch that to like i don't know today to like people to try to get that type of movie made they probably look at you like you're crazy like oh like (laughs) like that's never been done before probably like yeah duh because you know it has to happen once for it to exist right but that's like an iconic thing that you remember and that's whimsical and kind of ridiculous you know but but that's the magic of a movie i think you know
0: loves it like even how space was depicted to your point yeah. how many space movies have we seen the <laughs> constellations you know please excuse <laughs> what, the, the acronym to remember all the planets you know my mother just served us nine plums you know about that oh uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah anyway
0: so yeah like we saw mercury venus earth you know there was a lot of things that i you know just remember doing those projects remember those yeah.
1: like actually i was looking at a lot of those <laughs> projects when i was making the movie really telescope? Yeah, because it's, like, papier-mâché. It's, like, all, like, kind of whimsical. So, like, I was looking at, like, for references, like, oh, yeah, dioramas. Dioramas. like, Like, things that you remember being, like, your own interpretation of space, you know? Like, it's funny... You know, like looking at space with childlike wonder, you know? Yeah. It's kind of interesting, you
0: know? Well, God, that living room aboard the uh-huh, ship. Yeah. I, again, I'm trying it's not cool. to spoil it, but no, like. No, you can spoil no, a
1: little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't, because want, I don't want to hit the big ones. No, the big no, of course. Okay, or, okay, of course. okay, okay. But the okay, overall but thing, like, you know, because there's some, some <laughs> things that happen in the movie that are so unexpected. Like, you know, I think there's a maybe past the halfway point, people are shocked. By that turn, you know, like oh, I've gotten yeah. that where like people go, wait a minute, like what? You know, like this is what where we're going now. Like, and, you know, the movie kind of shifts in a dramatic way. It sure does. And, and and without spoiling, yeah, when we do
2: shift, you long to go back, yeah, to where you were. So then when oh. we, so when we are like, because I'm like, oh man, mm. this is the real world now and it it just feels like there's no imagination it just feels like like and then you and then but so when we get to the point of the film when the magic comes together between the two of them uh in the party yeah uh. then you're like finally yes yeah i need i'm back and then now we're in that emotional experience with the characters
1: yeah you know uh what i mean
2: and and that's when i was just like that was nice that was a good choice that was a good
1: choice Uh, i was definitely trying to like play with the idea of like what it feels like to be in love and showing it visually you know Mm -hmm. and emotionally and in the performances there's a lot of ways it has to kind of hit on multiple levels for it to like hit you know so i was like oh i wanted it to i wanted it to i wanted people to feel like what you just described is exactly kind of like what i was aiming for but Mm -hmm. like I've heard that reaction a lot from people who've seen it, or like um, when I had a screen it in South by. That was a big like reaction I got. Over We're before. premiered.
0: Shout out to South by. Yeah, Southwest. shout out so to good. them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was such a cool pr- premiere. It was awesome.
2: Um, so let's talk about the dancing performances. Oh yeah, and, I'm so glad you're and going. And let's there Let's talk about um, what was what was it like? Like, it, are they natural dancers? I know that we had, of course, they did. They, they danced salsa in it. I and what was Let's their? Uh, how did they receive dancing salsa? Was it natural for yeah. Mackie? or was, he also, was Or did they need like? Did you like a choreographer? Part stuff. C to that <laughs> question
0: was that you. Oh.
1: Did you inject
0: the Latino ness uh, in yeah, 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 yeah. I knew
1: it. I was, infused I, I was it. infused. I was infused. I think the movie is in some weird way like very Latino because there is. Oh yeah, Dur. When, he, when like, she said
2: Dur to him, I was just
1: like.
0: Ah. And, and hearing <laughs> salsa in a sci fi yeah. rom. I mean, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. guys. No,
1: it's badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yo. Like, I like that idea of like unexpectedness. Like, I've never seen salsa in like a movie that's like, you know what I'm saying? Where the leads aren't Latino. Like, it's just cool, you know? Like, it's so like, oh, that's cool. a, it's a good way to infuse things that are culturally relevant without being overt, but like surprised by. But it's also like just life, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I like those things, you know? The salsa was a big part of it. I was like, that's the the dance of love. You got to have it in there. <laughs>
0: uh, it was either that or the Lombada, right? The forbidden uh, dance. But nobody's really uh, dancing uh, Lombada anymore. Well, we need to bring which, it back.
1: I, yo, yo, does someone want to remake lumb- The, uh, what is the it?
0: movie? Lombada? Lombada,
1: yo. Because I'm, I'm available right now. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Let's
0: bring the Lombada back, yo, okay? I know
1: Hollywood loves a remake, so Lambada, That sounds dope, actually. <laughs> The forbidden dance. That's crazy. <laughs> Me, <laughs> not.
0: like, I think bachata is more the forbidden oh, dance you can get updated, pregnant it, dancing bachata. That should be the
1: updated <laughs> sequel, like bachata, the more forbidden dance. <laughs> Yo, let's
0: go Hollywood. Ustedes <laughs> <laughs> Like, so okay, were there other parts of the film where you yeah. were like inserting special criticisms?
1: Oh yeah, throughout, all throughout. Yeah, like I was kind of always infusing it with like things that I felt were unique or things that i love or i was really trying to go for it like i definitely took a big swing because i wanted it to be so its own thing like i wanted people to watch this movie and be like i can't really point to another film that's exactly like it but there's just like bits of other movies for sure for sure but like as a fusion of all these things you're like oh that's Kind of its own thing,
0: you know. Yo, you didn't knock it out the park, you knocked it out the galaxy scene. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Get ready for some space references on this episode, <laughs> people. It was like seriously. Okay, the list It was
1: out of this world. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> and well, you
0: too can think of some at home. Okay, holler us. We, we are Latinos we out now. Space I, pun. <laughs>
2: I have a question. Um I noticed that the character's name was Adam. Yeah. yeah. And then but her name was
1: Jane. Jane. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then, um, so th- th- these are the things that processed through my mind when I was watching. Yeah. Was that this has something to say about humanity, and this ship represented Earth because when when, when you when you say his name is Adam, in my mind I'm, I'm thinking okay, yeah, I'm put I'm going there. Adam, yeah, and, Eve. Yeah. and he's like and right, but she's uh, not Eve, she's Jane. Yeah. Which is a choice. Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, but I'm like, and I think it probably would have been a little bit too on the nose if her name was Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, was crazy. yeah, yeah. But um what? So, and then just basically this experience of humans lip, and in the ship in my mind is a representation of earth. And then I'm re- and and that we have we have humanity, we have we have I'm not sorry, not humanity, we have uh pop culture, mm-hmm. we have music. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the movies that we love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Um, I noticed that Anthony Mackie's character, which I actually, I just gotta say that this is probably the best Anthony Mackie I've seen in a movie because Thank you. I don't oh. think that Hollywood uses him right. And yeah. I think that you found a way to use him in a way where I'm like, I like this guy. I like this character. That uh, he, he killed it. Yeah, he, he was, killed this he character. He's vulnerable. He wants to see sense and sensibility. He wants to see love stories. Uh, this is this is a this is a yeah. vulnerable man that wants to dance, that wants love, that wants you know what I mean. That you know mm-hmm. that that we don't normally see in a film. So, what does this film have to say about humanity?
1: I think it's I you know I think it's open to interpretation for the individuals. Like I think everyone can make their own interpretation. My own thing is that I think that love is important, friendship is important, and that um and pop culture is like actually like low key important because it's something you like kind of like we all consume, you know, and like we um learn from or like we it becomes part of the fiber of our our being, but it's also kind of becomes your love language sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like where you're you sharing a film that you love with somebody says a lot you know you sharing a piece of vinyl with someone says a lot you know you sharing um music with someone is a lot you know like it's a it's a very we take it for granted but it's such a powerful thing when we do share those things with people we love you know
2: yeah because or else we'll just be a bunch of creatures floating around on a rock yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. i often
1: say that like um that's life like just us painting a rock basically. Like, yeah. you know? Like, we're all just kind of giving purpose and meaning to floating in this rock together, you know? And then, like, we imbue it with these veins and make it special and make it spiritual or make it better, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. I want to thank this film and you for all the female empowerment that oh, I felt. Oh, thanks, man. We, we saw a, a Shout a lot out to
1: the screenwriter for a lot of that, too, Angela Barasa, because she, she definitely killed it, and um, it, I think a lot of that was on the page, you know? And we... We were, like, working together to kind of find ways to bring that forward as well, you know?
0: We saw a Latina governor.
1: Yeah. We Shout saw... out Natalie Morales, who's an incredible performance, as well, you know. It really was incredible. Well. She's great.
0: And we saw a female president.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Madame President.
0: Gotta love it. And <laughs> <laughs> her character, you know, I'm not going to give it away, but she was very... It's cool. Do this. Yeah. It was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's kind of cool. I, it was interesting because... I. When I was um, casting that, I was thinking a lot about um, the first time we saw a black president in a movie. Like, you know, like that, like I, I'm pretty sure it was Deep Impact, right, with Morgan Freeman oh, probably. yes. And that was such a big moment, I think, in cinema where yes. we were like, oh, there could be a black president. And then years later you see Obama and you're like, oh, damn, like, okay, cool. So there was just something about, well, what if we had like a – a female woman of color president you know and just projecting that into it's the world so to see. yeah it's just cool i thought i was really big on it you know like i was very like um you know thoughtful about the casting to feel like presidential you know like the energy of it I love and what that. does a pres- a female president look like like that's crazy fit to thought you know like cuz we haven't seen it so we have to kind of imagine what it looks like you know so you know the outfit choice and the the hair style and like everything was like an intentional kind of like let's project that and bring that energy out. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. We
0: felt it. I felt it. We yeah. don't often see it in film or in anything to that matter. No, there so. was
2: not there was there was no I didn't see I didn't identify any cliches. Anything that was like, Okay, Thanks. of course it's this, you know. Um question, what how did this film come to you? Um And how did you like did I'm going
1: to answer. Oh, please. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, it really was like I spent a year reading a lot of scripts, and I was like turning down a lot of stuff. I was getting a lot of interesting kind of generic scripts, I would say. Like a lot of scripts that I was seeing were like kind of uh, – to be honest, some of them were like um, just like a filled with like Latino cliches, and I was just like really put off by that, mm. if I'm honest, you know? Mm-hmm. Like some of the scripts I would read, it was like, damn – like, just call it Chancleta, the film at this point. Mio, Santo. I'm just joking, but like, it had yeah. that energy. Batas, like,
2: Chancletas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love many it. How many love fit into this
1: one? Yeah. Um, so there was like, I mean, we should, I would actually make that movie. Like Aguela Battle Royale and have all the Aguelas fighting <laughs> for supremacy. Like That's hilarious? That, that would funny. be a dope fu- that would be a fun film, actually. Yeah, like they they like almost do. like uh Battle Royale, the movie style uh-huh, or Squid uh-huh. Games where like the Aguelas are strategizing <laughs> together. Like, like yo, know, the Sancocho is so so hot. Oh, 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 I oh, oh like oh damn. <laughs> you know, and then like at the end subverted somehow, you know, where it was like none of them were really i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow your mind chris your mind is really amazing no no
1: okay so i was reading all these scripts and there was a lot of cliches um not not those cliches necessarily but i don't know i wasn't like and not to say every script i got was that there was other scripts too in the middle of that and i think it was just a long time to kind of i spent a year trying to figure out what to direct first i guess and This script stood out so much. And I was like, man. And it was really coveted. It was like a a script that a lot of people wanted to write. A lot of people wanted to work on. Yeah, And I was like, you know, I put my best foot forward, basically. I really, really um, tried my best to get it. And um, then I got attached to it. And then, you know, it's like a year of development between the attachment and actually getting off the ground and finding the right cast, finding all the elements and putting them together so you know it's it's a long process yeah it's a long process how was the pitching process to
2: uh, the studio
1: oh um i was pitching more to like the producers and the writer actually but because you know they're like trying to find the director who fits the material you know so that they feel could shepherd the vision of it. Because so. you know you're an art director, like you started yeah. as an art director. I did. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. sure
2: that pitch deck was fire.
1: It was. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Come I on, mean, man. I, my my pitch decks in the biz <laughs> are are infamous. <laughs> Love that. People be looking at them and being like, "Yo, that's crazy." Like it's it really. I feel like I'm good at like showing you the film pretty clearly, or at least expressing my vision clearly. You know. I want to get to a point though where I could be like Spike Jones and just pitch with like a paragraph written like on a piece of paper. Or like, right. a a text like, messy. or Terrence Malick. Malick's yeah. just like, just
2: give me the money and I'll figure it out yeah. on sale, A right? tweet, you yeah. know? That would, cool. <laughs> yeah. that
1: would be sick, you know, where you just like write a paragraph and you're like, oh. You're on your b-. way, boo boo. <laughs> on
0: your way. I want to shout you out for also this cross genre because like, yeah. we also known you for the comedy stuff. Yeah. Ada Rodriguez, Hannibal Burris, yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Che. I learned a lot from all those Sam people. Sam J. Yeah this this is long
1: yeah yeah, yeah. how was that like oh uh, it's always been great shift i mean you know i okay so the comedy scene stuff was always unexpected like i never i was always like more a dramatic director before that you know like it was kind of crazy to me because like i was always like doing drama stuff and then i always had a goofy personality for sure like i just didn't think that was translatable to the work somehow and then Mm. like I think meeting Hannibal kind of was, like, very influential for me, like, where I was, like, you know, watching him do the same um, material and touring it and, like, directing his special, and that was, like, a long process. And I was, I was treating it like a movie when I was working on it because I, I it's, it is, you know, I think part of the way I was going about directing was, like, any type of opportunity or piece of material I got, I was always pointing towards, like, to extend it to like a filmic language where it's like okay how do I push this into that space right so if it's Mm -hmm. if someone's giving me like a documentary oh can it be longer can it be 10 minutes can it be 15 minutes oh uh, so when I got comedy specials I was like oh that's an hour of material to film so I need to look at this as a filmic exercise and really look at the comedian their voice who they are how they like what what makes them them, and then reflect that you know on screen because that's what film is essentially like you point a camera at a subject and you know it makes you ask questions about who they are what they're saying things like that you know so I learned a lot from that I feel like that was like a film education in itself where I was doing that because I did like I don't know like 10 specials or something comedy specials I was like killing it at that point for that you know and then like I feel like they all had like an individual style and a voice that reflected the comedian and i was really happy with that and then i would learn so much about comedic timing through them you know like editing their material and like um you know like just getting the flow of how their jokes worked in that process and learning like oh this is the timing of like a joke you know and then that helped me a lot in my film, where I was always looking at it through that timing, which was crazy. Because now you, I have it. It's stuck in my brain now. Did you
2: edit the comedy specials yourself, or did you work with an editor?
1: I would always work with an editor, yeah. Okay. Like, each one had a, a st- its own editor, for sure. Like, a lot of them were um, Michael Ruder, who's, like, really good at it. Like, mm-hmm. he really, like, elevated how those edits work. Because I feel like a lot of comedy specials prior to the ones we were doing were... Like there was just a lot of randomness to how they were cut. I think sometimes like they didn't have like um, like a. I feel like not to criticize them too much, but like because I'm sure people work hard on those. But I felt like we were introducing new energy to the space where it was like, all right, we're only gonna cut to the rhythm of the joke. We're only gonna cut when it makes sense. Oh, does their body like tell you the joke? Then then show the wide. Oh, how close can you get? How close can you get to the comic to see their thought process while they're making the joke? Those things were, like, cooler to me than, like, yeah. Like, I don't know, just cutting every fan and just being all over the place. Like, that wasn't really my style, I guess, you know.
0: Well, let me shout you out again for (laughs) injecting quite a lot of comedy in the film. Thanks. Like, I love the list that we saw of the things that, of the reasons why they shouldn't do what they did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that good? I didn't spoil anything, No, I, love right? it I just
2: love the skull. Every the time we skull? refer, oh, referring to the skull, whenever there's uh, like a... Like, I mean, like, how
0: appropriate is my skeleton yeah. outfit today,
2: right? Oh, <laughs> right. Just, that's Benson, just like, Benson energy. You cut to the skull and like just punctuate Benson. moments. Dude, <laughs> I love that character. That I love that character. So were you
0: positioning him? Did you give direction on how yeah, he should, at
1: what I point was, he was holding,
0: a, she was holding a cup of coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, was constantly yeah, finding was sight, was sight, sight gags, yeah. visual gags. Like, I was just trying to like, I thought it was just funny. I don't know. It was just cool. It's a cool yeah. visual. Oh, yeah, yeah, Such a cool but, visual. You know, it's funny though, because it's a cool visual, but it has kind of like this duality where it's like funny, but it's also deaf. Yeah, 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 it's like, death is like staring them in the face. But it wasn't yeah. staring death. Like, yeah. usually
0: I get freaked out at those scary moments in film, but I wasn't freaked out at yeah. all. Like, it was funny, I couldn't wait to see where she was going to be next.
1: Yeah. yeah, Also,
0: yo, I didn't expect to find out what happened to her and what happened
1: oh, to her. Oh, yeah, that's a Oh, that was comment. so great. Ooh-cha! <laughs> 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 I was just like, yo, oh, man. That, talking just, about it She just loud. went nuts.
2: But, see, that was like, that was probably like, uh, you know, you ever seen Sunshine?
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it was
2: movie like too. someone just went crazy. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be real. Somebody, it, it, and it, and again, I, I, I you know, because I always go there. It's it's a, it's a it's a it's also humanity We got yeah. people in here going crazy. Everybody's trying to make love, and then oh you get that one crazy group of people yeah. that's just trying to fuck up the whole sh- like the whole party. Someone's always man. gonna fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Someone's always going to mess it up, yeah. I love, true. though, like, Zoe's
2: uh, fuakataos,
0: right? Uh, um, <laughs> and then you reenacted it for NASA later oh, on, which is you, you spoiling. I didn't, wait, I didn't we spoil can anything. This, this could be
1: considered a spoil, spoiler cast. <laughs> 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 we'll put a note on it, right? Like, spoilers. Uh, yeah, we'll Sorry, but oh, I just man. love that. It's she hard to bad. talk about without spoilers. You know what's crazy? I just realized, just talking to you guys about it, there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie. Oh. that are like, yeah, yeah. Unexpected. Yeah. And there's a lot of surprises. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, like this is surprising. This is surprising. Yeah. This is surprising, which is kind of rare in a film. Like I'm like actually super proud hearing how many of them you're calling out. You know, as like, it's you like, should be. There's like, plenty more. We can sit here forever. Yeah. Um. That's so cool.
2: Yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess, like, the one thing I wanted to ask was just, like, yeah, uh, yeah. when you were approaching this and what, you know, and I know you said something that, that was really calling you. Mm-hmm. But if there was, like, that one thing that you wanted, that, that was a part of you in this film, like, what was that one thing that, that you want to call out that this is, like, you know, when we look at a, a Spike Lee film. And we mm. see a and we see the the, the floating moving shot. We're like, I this is a spike shot. movie. Yeah, yeah, this is a spike movie, right? Or we see a Dutch angle, right? Mm. So, like, what what is it like? What is that one thing that you're gonna want to through line throughout your all throughout all your films? What is that thing that Ooh. makes it a Chris Merck film?
1: Yeah, hmm. hmm. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> like you know, Chris <laughs> Nolan
2: is all about time. Time. He's always stuck on time. Yeah. You know what I mean.
0: It's a think, sexy question.
1: I think um I think my movies will always have an emotional through line that feels authentic to something. Like I think the uh, the emotional authenticity of the film will always be real cuz I'll always seek out what's making the movie work on an emotional level. So mm-hmm. like I mean that regardless of genre, regardless of style, it always had my stylistic flair. Like, it always have, like, a strong visual component, you know? Like, something visually crazy will happen in the films, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because this movie has some, out, outs, like, outlandish visuals, you know? No, so. the pink
2: and the purple lights. Yeah. Like, that definitely, that was definitely loved your it. choice, I could tell. Loved Thanks. it. Yeah,
1: I love lighting the film. The film was cool, like, lighting-wise. Like, mm-hmm. that was just a great vibe. I think, yeah... I think my signatures will be, like, emotions, like, feel real. Mm It would be, like, the thing that I want to aim for the most, yeah.
2: And what's the tools, camera, Uh
1: Oh, man. Um, I think we shot Alexa, but with the chameleon lenses, which are super, like, rare. Like, Mm. I basically, like, requested, like, let's shoot with something no one shot with. Or, like, people have shot with them before, but they're, like, rare, you know? So, like, people don't really go... Out of the way way to shoot with these funky lenses, so like yeah. they're like really odd anamorphics to shoot a film with, you know. Um, then um, then for some other part of the film <laughs> that I won't. Uh, no, you definitely it was different. It I, was, yeah. I switched the lensing, but to that something was intentional. Like, yeah, super traditional. Yeah, like not even super traditional. It's still elevated, but like you know, like it's it has a colder look, you know, and. Um, so, yeah, that was, those were kind of, I made the choices just also because I wanted to be a little funky and filmy, you know, so I was really trying to make it look unique, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, we got to wrap this interview, which I yeah, hate.
1: Yeah, no, I could, yeah, I feel like I could talk about this with you guys for Oh, hours. filmmaking, come on, let's do it. Talk well, all day. kind of fire.
0: I really enjoyed the film. Mama doesn't get out much. Also, Mama doesn't get to watch uh-huh. feature films very often. Yeah. But I am so glad that I got to watch If You Were the Last. Oh, thanks, ma'am. I was emotional. I was touched. I love love.
1: Oh, uh, me too. Yeah, I'm a big love fan. Love
0: is just so fun to watch mm-hmm. and feel and experience. Yeah, and see even those losing it
1: you. sometimes is like its own odd blessing. Sometimes you know, like in a weird way, I don't know how to describe that, but like, um, the, the, you know, love is important because you can lose it. You know, Yeah, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm mind sorry. the silence,
0: real quick, yeah. you know, because I'm absorbing all of that. Um, real. I think it's real, like down to the Pop-Tarts, yo. Like,
1: oh, Pop-Tarts,
2: baby. But yeah, right that's the holding on of pop culture. That's holding on to yeah. the, the yeah. finer things that make uh, us happy in life. Yeah. The joy, you know, of, the joy of a pop Tarts. She killed a, a it, by the way. Pop-Tart. She killed
0: it with the, I'm not going to say, no more spoilers, Rachel Alonca, but yeah. she <laughs> killed it with her iteration of it. Um, Chris, this final question, you know, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have been asking you, what's next?
1: I mean, I'm, uh, on the record, Shee Chen the movie is like yeah. announced. So, like, that's pretty cool and wild. Life. I know. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty, it's pretty nutty. <laughs> <duddy>. I'm like, <laughs> there'll be a lot of weed on that one. <laughs> oh, oh. I think, like, it'll be interesting just because I wonder if I'll, like, get free weed for the rest of my life after that movie amazing, <laughs> it was like, amazing. Like, i'm like, coming like, over okay right, i know you're, in you the right. you're just gonna I'm show gonna up to a dispenser and over. like
2: give that guy anything he wants <laughs>
0: <laughs> incredible i'm rolling with that song um my
1: my project noble rico is still in development That's right. um so i'm still figuring that out and then um you know um i'm starting to explore what my voice in tv might feel like Some doing lots and lots of meetings about that you know so i'm figuring that aspect of life out uh you know i still feel strongly about feature films so like i think feature films is still kind of like the main uh avenue of expression um i got some other projects like two projects in development that aren't announced right now but will be very honestly revolutionary for film you know like I'm not even joking. Like uh, they're gonna be very like powerful films in terms of like breaking stereotypes, breaking what we have as expectations of Latinos in filmmaking. So, which I feel like this film even does, to be honest. But like, um, and then uh, I'm doing a short film about Pedro Avizu Campos, which is um, just shot in Puerto Rico. Was really powerful and empowering. I never seen so many people cry on set. (laughs) Like yeah because of the historical context the figure also like here's the thing with puerto ricans you know puerto rico always is the backdrop to other films or other people or outsiders it's very rare that puerto ricans get to own their own images or their own stories so like you know it plays as miami it plays as mexico it plays as cuba it's always like oh we're gonna be the exotic locale for Bad Boys Two. We're gonna be the background for Pirates of the Caribbean. But and they're using the Blue Beetle too. Yeah, Blue Beetle. Which yeah. you know, shout out to Ang Manuel. That shit is dope. I'm happy. And also, that's a fictional world too. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. because it's um, what call it? Um, it's like a like a like Blue Beetles city is like imaginary. <laughs> you know, like it's like you know the DC characters all have imaginary cities like. Metropolis, Gotham, that. It that felt was like
2: Mexicans in Miami. That's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's how, I mean, there no, are. That's Mexicans. different. No, I mean, no there's <laughs>
1: Mexicans in Miami. There's Latinos of all types in Miami. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what's cool about Miami, actually. Like, it's a wild mix, mixed hub. But just to get my point across, I guess, it's just that I like to see. Uh, when I was working on the Pedro Abiso Campos film, I think what was so emotional about it was. Like, uh, the cast and the crew, like, finally, like, you know, feeling really deeply, like, oh, this is a really strong interpretation of us, you know?
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, to your point, rarely do we see the film about the founding fathers or the forefathers of the country, of the island of Puerto Rico. Or any,
1: like, Latin American country, you know? I I do have a dream project that I want to get done. Maybe I shouldn't talk about that one too much, but it will involve a lot of, like, interesting, weird world leaders of Latin America, basically. But is it, it's a comedy. <laughs> oh! Well, we're excited for all of it.
0: We're so lucky to have you.
1: Oh, thank you, Matt. We
0: the world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, hmm Thank you for... I appreciate
1: that. That means a lot to me, actually. Um, yeah.
0: We got to thank you for waving our flag, all of our flags I'm so trying. Strong.
1: I'm definitely trying. I think, like, there's a lot to be said about the nuances of our identities and, like, how... We can all support each other, but also, like, elevate each other, you know, and, like, also uplift each other, but also be very empowering to each other, you know? Like, sometimes some of us are able to move um, differently than others, you know, and we need to be aware of that, you know? Like, I think right now, like, you're Dominican, like, we definitely need more Dominican representation on film and TV. Um, We also need to support... Dominican shows, you know, like Gordita Chronicles is tragedy that tragedy. only lasted one season Tragic. when I've seen plenty of mediocre white television last multiple t- seasons, you know, and so. Or at
0: least stay, like, yeah. on the platform so that we can watch when we want. You didn't have to yeah. pull it from the platform, That's right?
1: crazy. That's, like, salt in the wound. Yeah. But that's, like, the apocalypse that we're living in streaming and why I kind of favor tangible media more still to this day. I think we should maybe... We have to really examine what the landscape is overall, but that's a bigger thing.
2: Well, I mean, it just feels like when studios run out of money, the first thing they do is, okay, get rid of all the diversity shit because we can't (laughs) afford that shit. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. and it usually feels... Like, that's what it is. And the only time they really want For anything sure. from us is in, is September 15th to October, October
0: 15th. 15th. Yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> sometimes I think it's just, like, there's a performative aspect to diversity that's, like, keeping us back mm-hmm. from, like, being able to actually... Because, you know, sometimes our projects aren't the really important ones, or they're not, like, being attended to, or no one's thinking about, like, oh, like, how who's driving this project, and, like, you know what I mean? like Or they don't understand why... They don't understand the nuances, and then they get lost, and get, we get fucked, ultimately. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's
2: like they see a Latino film presented to them, they go, uh, what's our quota with Latino films
1: uh, on the platform? Mm-hmm. They never go, you know,
2: uh, how many white films do we got? Right, uh, you know, exactly. they, they never and get in that. And internally, it's like, well,
0: the Latino pipeline's full, so yeah, we're yeah, just yeah, going to have to <laughs> put this one on the back burner. We true, already that's got two. True.
1: There's so. definitely scenarios where I've seen where um, it'll be like a uh, very – earnest um, showrunners who want to, like, get their shows off the ground. And then, like, they'll basically say, we have to see how this other fame performs first. And it sucks sometimes because that other fame that got made might have not gotten made right by the right community or, like, the you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of nuance to that. And so then it affects a lot of people, you know? And, like, people don't even realize that, too. Right. But that's the
2: thing, though, is, like, one Latino show... May not have anything to do with another Latino yeah, show. Yeah, that's so a big it's like, one. Why are you like? I hate that. If you really think about it, Pose is a Latino show. I love Pose. Yeah, Pose, shout Pose, out Pose. Yeah, it, love Pose. Pose is a Latino show. Yeah, right. Uh, and but then you're not gonna go well. Gortita Chronicle. You know, we gotta see how Pose is doing before we green like yeah. look, look, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is has nothing to do with the on, other. On, yeah, on how
1: these are content our... Our stories, it's yeah. definitely a, like a battle. I think it's like, but I think like there has to be some other way to kind of smooth that out. Like there really has to be.
0: Well, I'll make a blanket statement here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Mm-hmm. How about you, Hollywood? Don't look at us as Latinos. Don't look at Chris as a Latino. I'm He's a fortunate. director who happens to be Latino. I feel
1: like I'm fortunate in that regard where like I do think like I may, and maybe that is a boundary and a barrier that I'm starting to. Maybe break because when you look at my film, it's like I don't know. There must be one executive out there going, "How did a Puerto Rican make that?" No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) a nefarious (laughs) executive. Like, oh, like no, 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 no. But like, it's I I feel like there's something cool about being able to say that I'm a filmmaker that happens to be Puerto Rican, as opposed to a Puerto Rican filmmaker. There you go. That's it. And so, like, that film that I made is an embodiment of that.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much. Mm-hmm. If you would just shout out your handles real quick. Oh, yeah. I, I could
1: use some more him. Instagram followers. <laughs>
0: Let's go. Shout them out, y'all. Yeah,
1: I'm always posting about the movie. So, like, um, it's a cool time to follow me. It's K-R-I-S-M-E-R-C at Instagram. So, Chris Merck on Instagram. Spelled with a K.
0: Aye. And Ramon, congrats to you. You have playing Sam that's actually being oh. shown tonight oh, yes. yeah, yeah, at yeah. the Bushwick films. Film Festival. Yeah. What number film festival is this now?
2: Oh, because we also right? had Twin Cities today, yesterday, yeah. uh, but I couldn't go there. It was like Minneapolis. I'm like, I'm not going to come. I'm sorry. I'm not going to make it. But oh, yeah. uh, How
0: many laurels at this I, point?
2: I think it's like seven or eight. But like Oh, wow. That's fantastic. But, <clears throat> no, but yeah. And oh. then like. We already sold out this one. Uh, oh, it's sold so out. So next week, hey. next week we're doing. Uh, you know, we're gonna come back to the old roots. We're gonna do an international Puerto Rican Day, um, Puerto right. Rican film festival at I the Regal Theater by. in Delancey. I gotta Lovely. swing by. Oh, for yeah, that. sure. Please come. I through. love
1: yeah. that uh, festival too. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah,
2: you know, so like, proud I, of you. I, man, like since the beginning, I used to go with my shorts, but it's good. Like they give me like a Friday night. Oh, that's uh, great! You know, at yeah. eight o'clock, I'm like this. Is oh, cool. That's love. That's yeah, yeah love. that's love. I Friday mean, nights I, is love. I think. Mean, I think. Yeah, like, you know, I, think I think. Um, anytime
1: Thanks. you come up on a festival through shorts and they're, you know, they want to see you grow. You know, that's yeah. amazing. That's. That's cool. Shout out to
0: the festival circuit and all those mm-hmm. paying attention out there. Well, this has been another amazing episode, y'all. Thank you so much for your input. Thank you for what you're doing. Both of you are amazing. Please follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Give us a call nine seven eight Latinos, and you can follow me at Rachel La Loca, R A C H E L L A L O C A A A. Okay, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. On that note, we out. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast.